Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Titus 1. Salutation. Paul, a bondservant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ for the faith of those chosen of God and the knowledge of the truth, which is according to godliness in the hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised long uh, ages ago, but at the proper time manifested even his word in the proclamation with which I was entrusted according to the commandment of God, our Savior. To Titus, my true child in a common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus, our Savior. Qualifications of Elders. For this reason, I left you in Crete that you would set in order what remains and appoint elders in every city as I directed you. Namely, if any man is above reproach, the husband of one wife, having children who believe, not accused of dissipation or rebellion, for the overseer must be above reproach as God's steward, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not addicted to wine, not pugnacious, not fond of sordid gain, but hospitable, loving what is good, sensible, just, devout, self-controlled, holding fast the faithful word, which is in accordance with the teaching, so that he will be able both to extort in sound doctrine and to refute those who contradict. For there are many rebellious men, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, who must be silenced because they are upsetting whole families, teaching things they should not teach for the sake of sordid gain. One of themselves, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. For this reason, reprove them severely so that they may be sound in the faith, not paying attention to Jewish myths and commandments of men who turn away from the truth. 
to the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Both both their mind and their conscience are defiled. They profess to know God, but by their deeds they deny him, being detestable and disobedient and worthless for any good deed. Titus is uh, another example here with the qualification of elders. As in the New Testament, you're seeing God's law from the Old Testament being brought forth as a ordinance. So you, you can see that he says uh, all these things, they, that a man must be above reproach. He must be seen as righteous. He must have one wife, children who are believers. But he's not accused, or the children are not accused, or even himself, his entire family of dissipation and rebellion, turning away from God's law. <clears throat> and it says that they should not be, um, they must be a great steward of what God has given them, but not serving themselves, not addicted to wine, not quick-tempered, so all these things that in God's law, it says, don't do this, don't do that. It says um, that there are punishments for these things. And then it says here that he should be, the things that he should be, <clears throat> hospitable, loving those, looking at good and loving the good, <clears throat> sensible. He must be just, devout, self-controlled. So there are some more things of obedience, things not to do and things to do. All of the things that God has given us in the law, Jesus himself said can be hung on two pegs. Two. Well, the two tablets of the Ten Commandments, one tablet contained five, the first five commandments, and the second tablet contained the second five. And the first five commandments are ways to love God. And the second tablet had the next five, which are ways to love others. So Jesus said, when he was asked, what is the most important commandment? And he said, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. And he quoted Old Testament in doing so. He was quoting Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 6, the Shema. So he's quoting scripture and saying, this is the most important commandment. And then he said, the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. So love God, love others. And then he said, all of the law can be hung on those two pegs. He did not say I came and completely got rid of the law because I lived and fulfilled it. No matter how you've heard someone in church try to say this, that that doesn't matter anymore. That's Old Testament. Jesus said plainly, I did not come to get rid of that because that is the scriptures that they had. He said, I came to fulfill it, but that word actually means model. When you take that back to the original language, it's model. He came to be an example for us of how to live a life keeping God's law and being obedient. And he did that perfectly 
not so that we could live a life not focused on the law, but that we could live a life focused on the modeling and the example that he gave. Because I know plenty of Christians who say, you are supposed to live as Jesus lived and do what Jesus does, yet their life does not reflect the words that came out of their mouth. And it says here at the end, they profess to know God, but their deeds are denying him. So when we say that we're going to live a life committed to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, what we're saying is we're going to be a follower of Christ. Paul even said an imitator of Christ. We're supposed to reflect Christ. So when people see us, they see they, they can see the things that Jesus did. So not only in the actions that the Holy Spirit manifests through us in healing and prophesying and, and those things, but also in the fact that our lives are committed to obedience to the Father, loving God and loving others. So Jesus didn't come so that keeping God's law would be made wicked. Jesus came to show us how to live a life keeping God's law. So Father, thank you that your law is perfect. Thank you that your law is, it's freedom, it's liberty, it's peace, it's joy. All the things that your word says about your law being a guide, a lamp to our feet, a path for us. Father, thank you that you have made it so clear. And thank you for the example that you gave us in your son, Jesus Christ, who came, lived a perfect life, died on the cross and rose again so that we could have an example and every, all the times that we had failed could be taken up and justified by what he did for us. Thank you for that. Father, I pray that, that this struggle of disobedience that is, that is happening in people's lives and the fact that whenever this topic even comes up, they immediately justify disobedience as following Jesus. Father, I pray that you could just pierce their heart, open their eyes, open their ears, that they may see the truth and that loving you is loving others and loving you is loving you through keeping your commandments. I pray for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, but again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. 
as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless. Thank you.